And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Smoking Tobacco Show. I am Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, and I am not joined once again by my good friend, Mr. Jonathan M. Carney, but I am joined here with Smoking Nicole and our very special guest, Mr. Joe Grow of Drew Estate. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm very excited to be here. Absolutely. Um, we, you know, we try not to be too biased here at Smoking Tobacco, but at the end of the day, people are going to smoke what they like to smoke. And in our free time, we do like Drew Estate. We like Liga, Herrera, Staley, the whole bit. Um, Undercrown, great lineup. You guys are a big company, great brand. Uh, you have a lot of lines, a lot of fun stuff going on with you guys. You know, we've, we've been fans for a while, um, you know, on, on our personal side. So we're really excited to be, you know, do, we've had Nick Laramie, who's our local rep on the show. Uh, so it's you know so we've had a Drew Estate presence before and we're happy to have you on with us. This is really cool. Um, so yeah, welcome to the show. We have something special that we're gonna get into a little later on what we're smoking. I don't want to give it away, but we're smoking something new that, as far as I for, is from our oh I can't talk tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me take a minute. Rewind. Uh, that, from what I've been told, no one else has. We are the first ones to have it and smoke it from Drew Estate. Um, it's unbanded. We don't know what it is. No one will know what it is until it's announced later on down the road. But we are smoking this. It is lit up. We'll get into that in a minute. But, Joe, before we get into that, let's talk about you for a second. I'm going to dive right into it because we, we got a lot to cover tonight. You are... You've been with Drew Estate for how long? Uh, it's four years this month, actually. Four so years. I start, yep, I started it. Thank you, thank you. It's been an exciting journey. It's been a kind of crazy four years. I'll say, especially last year. I mean, just... Oh, yeah. That's all I can say. <laughs> just last year. <laughs> yeah, we, we all know what happened in 2020, and that was a, it was a crazy year. But it was an interesting one and a cool one for the cigar industry, I will say. I mean, in its own way. You know, it, COVID's been presented a lot of challenges, but it also allowed for a lot of room of innovation, especially at Drew Estate. So we had, you know, a tremendous year and we got to do things completely differently and really engage with our consumers in the digital space like we're doing right now. I mean, we're all used to Zoom and Skype by this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that and we've talked about it time and time again, but I think last year was a huge I don't want to say turning point, but it was it was definitely an innovation year for the cigar industry. I mean. It's always been something that that was a very in-person, face-to-face business, and it was forced to go online and digital, and there's a lot of good things that have come out of it, and I think that it's good for manufacturers and brands. It's been good for the retailers. It's been good even for the consumers. You know, there's a lot more content, and there's a lot more information for them to gain out of this. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's good for everyone, and we're really just proud to be a part of it. Um, before Drew Estate, were you in the cigar industry at all? Did you work anywhere else, or was this kind of your your first forte into the cigar industry? So I have a kind of a weird journey at Drew Estate. You know, we kind of describe ourselves as you know the island of misfit toys. We all, you know, a lot of people in the cigar industry, we a lot of people don't necessarily intend to be in the cigar industry and end up here. I'm a software engineer by degree, so. Nice. And now, and now I work. You know, my market cigars for a living. So you know. There's disappointment all around. No, I'm kidding. It's actually fun <laughs> to live out your passion. So I was you know, working as a, for a healthcare startup in Pennsylvania, and I lo- love cigars. I, I was on you know, Reddit, uh, you know, browsed our cigars, 
uh, you know, made some friendships. We started having local herfs. I got really and fell in love with the community. So I started working, you know, uh, doing stuff remotely from my, my job at the cigar lounge. And what I found most was I wanted to absorb everything. I wanted to learn every cigar, the history of tobacco, learn the business. And, you know, I would be working for my lounge, the, the shop owner, you know, he would share information with me. I got very close. And then, you know, one day he said, hey, do you want to actually, you know, mind working here a little bit? And I said, sure, you know, because I could work there just, you know, part time while I was doing my other job. And I started learning the cigar retail business. So I worked for that uh, that store with Cigar Mojo and another store, which is B&B, uh, you know, B&B Cigars in Philadelphia. And just doing that part time learning the business side of it. In the meantime, I also became a moderator on our cigars on Reddit, and I was also working with uh, CFW. I started as an event coordinator and then became a uh, part of their, you know, their social media and their digital, uh, you know, their digital uh, leadership group. And what we kind of, you know, learned a lot of different aspects for the business. And again, the closer I got to the industry, the more I fell in love with it. Just everything that we did, you know, I always, we joke with, you know, my fellow employees, we always got that that high when you could tell some when you turn somebody onto a new cigar, like when you say like that you get this guy and he, you know, he's a dedicated Romeo smoker, he's a dedicated and you give him another stick and he said, here, I want you to try this because I trust me on this. And you give it to him and he says, whoa, this is amazing. And that's like a great feeling because you know that guy's palate, you know what he tasted. And I, so I just really loved it. And then, you know, some things with my job started, you know, going south because we were a small startup and we lost a big client. And an opportunity happened with Drew Estate where they posted the job. You know, I knew the director of marketing at the time, another friend of mine from, uh, you know, right at our cigars recently, Jared Anfon, who it's his birthday today, shout out on. He's now our senior brand manager. And they you know, encouraged me to apply for, you know, the digital uh, marketing uh, manager position. I applied, you know, six weeks went by. I'm freaking out. I'm wondering, is, am I going to get the job and you know, get an interview at least? And then I had a, you know, a 10 minute interview over the phone, 15 minutes. And then next thing you know, they're like, Hey, can you move down to Miami in two weeks? And I said, uh, can I, can I have three? <laughs> Need to pack up some things <laughs> up here. So I packed up my dog, my clothes and my cigars. But, you know, and I was literally filled my car. The rest of it went into storage, and I started. I started with Drew Estate. Wow, you've uh, you certainly come. You sorry, my microphone was off a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so you certainly come a long way. Um, but it seems to me like you've uh, you've done well so far, Drew Estate. You know, from the social media side of it, you know, we're all over social media all the time, uh, and you're someone who's definitely active on social media, especially within the Drew Estate groups and stuff like that. Um, you know, you really connect with everyone out there and you're very approachable, you're very accessible, which is great, especially, you know, we've talked about this with, um, you know, one of our, one of our partners with McAuliffe Cigars, um, you know, their staff is very, uh, approachable and available to the, uh, to the, to the consumers and to the retail, everybody who wants to get a hold of them, they're very accessible. And it's, uh, I think that's, it's something else that's kind of come out of COVID, and the uh, the lockdowns and, and people being home and all that and having to go online it's it's been it's been good you know people just feel like they they have more access um, which is funny because I will say within the Drew Estate groups as a as a running joke I know you guys have a, a customer service program uh, mm-hmm. where where customers can can submit you know defective cigars and what have you and you guys you know will take a case by case basis to to address those issues and it's funny because. 
a lot of times I think I, I see a lot of these these ones, and I've done it too, uh, where people kind of make jokes out of it, and you know, because I, I think some people. I think some people kind of take advantage of it, or maybe they don't take advantage of it. Maybe they kind of make, they try to make something like more out of what it is. And I'm sure you know where I'm going with this, where there's people yeah. who, who, who like, who smoke a cigar that hasn't been humidified in two weeks and it falls apart. And they're like, oh my God, hey, Joe, my cigar mm-hmm. fell apart. I need like a new one for free. It's, oh, by the way, it's a Liga number nine Corona Doble. Like, okay, yeah, sure. Let me just get that right out to you. Meanwhile, it's, you know, it's user error. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Look, at, at the end of the day, I, I, yeah, we we get the occasional one of those, and it's not that many in comparison to the you know, hundred uh, hundred plus thousand cigars that we're making a day. So when you see one online, but our job really, you know, I don't handle customer service, but I always interact with the group. Why? Because our customers deserve a good experience. They're paying their hard-earned money. These aren't, you know, not everybody can you know splurge on the boxes of Liga Nine at a time. So if he's right. buying it and he's, you know, he's a blue collar guy and this is his one moment of celebration and he has, you know, a bad experience that we want to know that Drew Estate stands behind our product, that we actually care about you and our, you know, what we're putting out there. And if you have a bad experience, we want you to have a good one. So that's why we always direct them to, you know, our, our customer service. You know, anybody ever wants to know it's help at DrewEstate.com. And what we do is we, you know, we have send it over to you know, our customer service guy, Taylor. He'll take care of you guys because, again, we want we care about our customers and their experience with our, our cigars. If they have a bad experience, you know, that could be something that turns them off a brand. And that's not something we ever want to do. We're right. welcoming to everybody. So we really care about that and take really good pride in it. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great program. I, I've run through it myself. I've, I, I won't get into any specifics because I don't want it to come across the wrong way. But there's definitely been some times when I've taken advantage of that service because, you know, I've I've purchased a box where there was more than one, you know, defective cigar. And, you know, my local rep told me like, Hey, you know, uh, reach out, you know, and you guys took, and you guys took very good care of it. And I really appreciated that. And I think that was really awesome of you guys to, to offer that service. I know some of the other manufacturers will kind of do that and you know, like I'll kind of vary and it's a little different case to case, but you guys are, you know, it's, it's pretty easy. You send the emails in, send the photos, the information, and you guys will take care of it, um, which I think is great. And, uh, I, I wish that more, uh, brands would, uh, have such a nice setup platform mm-hmm. to do so. Um, but I wanted to kind of tease a little bit. Um, I kind of want to get into news right away because I kind of want, I've been excited to like talk about this. It's, it's just been so interesting. It mm-hmm. also kind of, it also kind of, we can do our sports with it a little bit, but, um, our news segment is brought to you by McAuliffe cigars from McAuliffe cigars. Become an ambassador today. Uh, join all the fun. Get your McAuliffe tasting passport uh, at McAuliffeCigars.com today. So uh, I still don't even – for me, I we talked about this before the show, so you already know where I'm going with this. I, I still don't know, like, what to make of this. I don't know – like, it's not like – let me just set this straight. I'm not going – I'm not taking, like, a negative approach to it. I'm still trying to figure it out. So just bear with me here. Um, but earlier this week, United Cigars announced that they were a- a- announcing releasing a NFT cigar called the Atabe Black. I think it was the was it the Sabios? They were doing it in. What size was that? Ritos. It was the Ritos. So the Atabe Black Ritos, and it's an NFT cigar. And I read that, and I said. First of all, what the hell is NFT? This is news to me. 
And then I kind of got the understanding that it's it's kind of like a cryptocurrency kind of thing. It's it's a digital format. It's not a real thing. It's not a physical, tangible item. Um, it is a non-fungible uh, token. That's what it stands for. NFT. So <laughs> okay, it's it's interesting, and I've spoken to a couple other people, and that's about as detailed as I want to get. Who said, yeah. It's something that we were looking into as well. And I was like, oh, really? So it's not just them. And this is something. Uh, and then I read today that Tom Brady announced that he was starting an NFT company or something along those lines. involved with an NFT company called Autograph, which is supposed to do something similar where these celebrities or sports people, um, you know, create these digital things for people to purchase. So, Joe, since you're on with us and you're our guest tonight, I guess I'll pick your brain a little bit. What is your thought process? I mean, it doesn't have to be like on the cigar industry side, but on the NFT stuff in general. It's new to me. I don't know a lot about it. What's your kind of thought process on this whole thing? Well, it's interesting, right? I mean, these have really sprung up in the last couple months. And the, the real question becomes, you see NFTs, I know a couple of musicians and they're doing different things with their CDs and launching, uh, you know, NFTs. And it's really kind of this weird thing when I see it also in art. It's a question of ownership because, yes, you technically have the digital token of the original piece of art. But do you own it? Do you own the copyright? Do you own like, you know, if you own if I own like a print or if I own a piece of art, I actually have a physical item. This is a digital item, and it's, it has a worth that we kind of just associate with what it is. And, you know, like, it, there's no physical piece tied to it. And it's kind of strange. And then now seeing it to cigars, it's interesting, right? Uh, for me, I always appreciate innovation and technology. I like seeing companies jump on, you know, much like, you know, we were the early adopters of creating digital events, you know, and on, on a mass scale, I mean, digital events have existed before, but how do you roll that out to your local store all the time? And we kind of pushed forward with that, you know, especially during COVID. So I like seeing companies jump to it. What's going to be interesting is what's that consumer reaction to like, you know, and if I remember reading the article correctly, there really wasn't much disclosing. What do you actually own? What do you what are you getting with that? It, you, it's rights to a box of ten. There was ten boxes, and I think they were doing one more in twenty five singles. So I'd like to learn more and then see how can we adapt this to the cigar industry. Maybe it involves you know pieces of subculture art or rare you know rare sticks so that you can actually have the rights to that box through this and then potentially trading it. You know, I like I said, I like innovation. So I was excited to see it. I just. I want to see more. I want to see a little bit more depth and a little bit more understanding of what they're trying to do. Maybe this could be the solution to, or maybe not a solution, but maybe it's like a sidestep to kind of, you can add on to the, the new H99 League of Bravada that everyone <laughs> so desperately wants to find. What well, we have an NFT version of it that you can own. <laughs> uh, we're getting when, there. We, we don't need the NFT yet. We, more H99 is coming. I mean, it's been at the events, but more is coming. So that's just one of those things that we have to, we have to get through it. You got to be patient with tobacco, man. Yeah, absolutely. It does take time. Um, what I was going to say, though, is they didn't, while the cigars haven't been made yet, they did say potentially in the future they might be made. So I'm curious to know, too, with that purchase, does that entitle someone that cigar if they do become made, like physically, too? Um, 
Yeah, was that clarifying or? No, it wasn't. They said maybe. Just an idea. It, was, it okay. wasn't a no, but it was a maybe. Or maybe those okay. people just have the option to then actually purchase them in the future. Right. That's interesting too. 100%. It, it's going to be it, it's it's interesting, you know, and unite. I think United is the first ones to do it. So it'll be interesting to see like, OK, so they did it. I know there's some other people talking about it. It'll be interesting to see, like, as it kind of it develops more and it evolves and maybe other manufacturers do it, at least on the cigar side. Like, OK, so now let's say like, you know, a handful of them are doing it. Now everyone's like, oh, should we get on this bandwagon? Do we see I mean, is it something that grows into something or is it maybe Couple people, couple more people jump on the bandwagon, but it doesn't end up being as popular as everyone kind of hoped it would be. I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things. It's new. There's not much about it, and you have to just watch it grow. But to me, it's, I'm still just trying to figure it out. Um, but hey, you know, it, it could be the new thing, and it could be awesome. So I'm not gonna knock it. I'm just gonna wait, see where it goes. Um, I think that's all we have for news this week. But since I since I mentioned it earlier, I figured I'd, I'd bring it up a little bit. So you guys, uh, you guys have been doing these virtual events, and I brought up the H ninety nine, and you guys have been doing these virtual events that you announced earlier in the year that you were going to be doing through the spring. Uh, and anyone who wants to get you know the H ninety nine Liga, you know you can have a, you have a chance to obtain one through these virtual events. Um, you know I think those virtual events are pretty cool. I think I've been on a couple of them now. Um, just a little bit here and there, and it, it, it's it's a fun concept. You know, there's there's some cool stuff that's going on. There's cool stuff being given away. There's cool stuff that's available for sale. Obviously, the H99s are a huge thing. Everyone wants H99. Um, now, is that something that you guys are only doing through the spring? Are you gonna are you gonna keep going with that? Like even past? I I, I so thought I heard it, like it was around May. It was gonna go till. So the H99 is gonna go through uh, around May 12th. That's about when the those events are gonna kind of wrap up. And there won't be H99 available after that because it's still limited quantities. Now, uh, you know, there may be something that it's going to change come June when we have, you know, have some new sets of events coming out. You guys will have to wait and stay tuned for that. But we've been doing virtual events since pretty much the start of COVID. We pretty much hit the ground running in May of 2020 where we, you know, trained our reps and got them on board with how to do this. And last year was the cigar that you could get, you know, by, through only through virtual events was Year of the Rat. Mm-hmm. And what we really wanted to do last year when we started this was, how do we help our shops? How do we help our retail partners who are going through COVID, going through state closures? How do they connect with their consumers and help them sell product and stay, basically keep the lights on during this time? You know, for, you know, if everyone remembers back a year ago, it was it was wild west of who was open down the block was open. This guy was doing curbside. There was no real rhyme or reason, you know, based on state restrictions. And how do you as a company innovate and try to help these stores sell, sell cigars? How do you get the consumers, the cigars in their hands and support their brick and mortar shops that they love? And, And that's why we came up with these virtual events and it allowed stores that were, you know, doing just curbside, to actually get their, you know, their members together, get their, you know, their customers together, have a good time, interact with Willie Herrera, JD, Pedro, and just enjoy that, that feeling of camaraderie that we love in cigars virtually. And, you know, it's been very successful for us. We've, we've rolled out, we've done now, you know, hundreds of these events at this point, uh, you know, the, we're doing, you know, 10 to 20 a week. And it's really just a way that we've been able to maintain during COVID to connect everyone. Yeah, it's definitely. I I feel it's been a hit. Uh, it's been a very interesting set of events, and you know, I I 
I, I, I'm on the Drew Diplomat app. There's a little plug for the Drew Diplomat app. It's a great app. If you're a Drew Estate guy, you got to get on the Drew Diplomat app. Um, but yeah, you, know, you go on there and it has all the listed events and you can you know, see when it is, where it is. You can have the Zoom link. You can get right on it. It's very easy. Um, you know, if you're a Drew Estate smoker um, and you keep up with them you know, and you're on the Diplomat app or if you're on social media and you're, you're just in tune with your local shops and whoever, um, I mean, it's it's pretty easy to, to follow and, and get involved with, and uh, which is great. You know, it's all about, you know, the end user, people who want to get involved in convenience and, and ease of use is always a, it's always a plus. Um, but yeah, it's been a cool, it's been a, it's been a cool set of events. Um, you guys have been giving away some awesome swag. This, there's some weekender bags. Uh, mm. I know we, we got the, uh, we got the T52 weekender bag, which is awesome. Um, uh, that bag is sick. I remember getting that bag. I mean, like, I, right, you know, swag, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, this, this bag is badass for a swag I actually bag. really <laughs> love the, um, I mean, I don't know if it's, a, is it, a, well, yeah, but the, um, the undercrown, the lunchbox. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, the, the Shade yeah. for Days kit. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was cool. cool. Oh yeah, we yeah we had a series of those uh, tins and we you know all different contents. Right now we're doing Herrera Esteli and the uh, this uh, this one has the domino set. It has the notebook coasters, basically everything you need to just kick back and get ready for summer and just uh, you know, play some dominoes in the lounge. It's it's they're awesome. Everybody loves them. They collect them. I actually saw a guy who's mounted like every one of them on his wall. You know, adorning his little smoking lounge. That's why I love our. I love every all you know all of our fans, all of our supporters because they're nuts. <laughs> These guys are crazy, <laughs> and I love it. I mean, you guys have tattoos of Underground and Liga. They have every cutter and hunt it down known to man. They mount them on their wall. It's fun like that. I love it seeing the you know the commitment, and how much Drew State means to them because they mean the world to us. Yeah, you guys definitely have a, a huge loyal fan base, and. Um... I feel like it's it kind of goes without saying, you know, you you, you just you, you guys are just at that kind of level. You, you have you have that cult following uh, more than just a cult following, but it, it's it's a dedicated following. Uh, and you guys have such a huge portfolio that there's enough. What's the where what, how do I want to wear this? This is you guys have enough of a diverse portfolio for all different kinds of cigar smokers as well. You have the, the, the well-known acid line and there's usually people who, who are fans of acid. They're all about acid. You have the acid fans, you have the Liga fan base and the people who go and they, they chase down number nines and all the Unico series. And then they have, you know, there's the undercrown group who's kind of also in the Liga group. You know, you have the FSGs, you have the, the Herrera Esteli. Um, it's just such a diverse group of different cigar smokers, but they're all kind of under your Drew Estate umbrella, uh, which is awesome. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, you know, we, we watched, you know, McAuliffe, you know, we mentioned McAuliffe, who are, you know, our partners in McAuliffe. Um, they've kind of done something similar with their ambassador program. You know, they've, in the last year, you know, during this whole thing, they've been able to really connect with their group. They have their own Facebook group. Um, you know, then they have the, the whole coin, everyone, you know, the ambassadors, they get a coin with the number and all that. Um, to really, you know, interact with the customer base, the end, you know, the end users, the fan base and all that to kind of do it directly, um, just like you guys do. And I think that you're going to see more of that kind of come to light with a lot of brands, uh, that may, you know, be even copying your style, so to speak. Um, I mean, imitations is sincerest form of flattery, but the fact is that, you know, look, I, I always see, you know, I see what McAuliffe is doing. I think they're doing great things. I think a, a lot of companies are out there learning that. 
you can't just sell a cigar to a store. You know, you know, some people do. You know, some companies do have B two C. You know, right there, you know, sell to you know, direct to consumers. But at the end of the day, you need to interact with your consumer. You need to be a. You know, we want to be a part of their life. And one of my favorite things, you know, being with the Drew Estate Group or just talking with our guys is how Drew Estate becomes a part of their special moments, like that they're lighting up a cigar at their wedding. This, the birth of their, you know, the birth of their firstborn kid, you know, like there's so many moments that they choose to smoke a Drew Estate cigar during that. It just that shows how much, you know, you mean the brand and then to acknowledge that and to be, hey, thank you for being a part of that. It makes them they've really, you know, they appreciate it. They're loyal to that. And I mean, there are so many guys that we sit there and we care about and we talk to on the you know, they become friends because. That's where we are. We're, you know, we're not just a company. We're people. We're, we're sitting there. We want to interact. We want to know you about your life and you share in our life and be, be a part of each of our t- each other's moments. And that's a cool thing. And that's just that's not just from like you know me being you know, head of digital marketing, but that's you know our you know, our reps, our TMs, uh, you know, all of our salespeople, all of our marketing people. Everyone is out there and engaged because we really care about Drew Estate and our products and. In our, in our, you know, our community that we built, like it is our number one thing and of our most important focus, and it has been since day one. You know, if you don't have the consumer, what do you, what do you have at the end of the day? Because you need someone to actually care about what cigar they're lighting up. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think that not that it wasn't, not that companies didn't care about the customers before, but I think a different approach and a different mentality is definitely becoming into play now. I think you guys have definitely jumped on it. You know, we, you know, I mentioned McAuliffe has jumped on it and there's a bunch of other brands who've jumped on it as well. You know, even, you know, I'll even, I'll even give John a, a, a pat on the, and John's not with us tonight, but you know, uh, John, as much as he's part of the smoking tobacco team, you know, he's part of the La Florida Dominicana team, you know, and he has started, he's kind of taken this own, pro, his own project kind of under his wing where he kind of has mixed his, what began as his quarantine hobby, his hacking gourmet, <laughs> his cooking project. And he has taken that and tied that in with uh, shops and with LFD by doing his gourmet smoke sessions. And now he goes to shops all around the country and he'll do a cooking experience while also selling LFD cigars. And it's online. You can either be there in person and eat and enjoy or you can be at home and you can cook along with him and but you can still buy the, the special cigar that's going on sale you can go on to his meat purveyor and you can buy all of the ingredients for everything he's cooking so it's very interactive whether you're there or not uh, that's a whole nother twist on kind of getting into the shops and getting even just the customers together kind of directly um in in, in these events that's another success story right there in itself Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. And I definitely give you know mad props to Hacking Gourmet and what John you know did. And he built it out. He started with you know the quarantine grilling. I know it was him, and then him and Brian, and then he brought in you know Fred was in, and it's a it was a cool show. It's a really interesting, and I love what they're doing with the cigars. And on our side, we've been you know since I think we're actually coming up on a year of it in April, which is our you know weekly cocktail show, Sticks and Sips. Yeah, you know, it's hosted by Frank Marino. It's our you know weekly cocktail show. We pair a cigar with you know we have a liquor guest. And, you know, really kind of getting into in depth of the pairings. And it's been a lot of fun. And when you see that, it's really what's cool is when you build out those fans, like the guys that tune in every week and you guys have your fans and you're the, they're always commenting, always tuning yep. in. And you love those guys. And then you see their setups. They're like, oh, I got my drink. I got my setup. I got my iPad going. I'm ready to rock tonight. And it's one of the f- most fun things out there. 
use this as a plug for a second because I've been waiting to bring it up, but we have this amazing fan that I want to take a minute to talk about. Um, his name is Bruce Stark, um, and he watches our show pretty religiously, but we had sent him an opus box, and he had his buddy make us a ukulele. Oh, nice. <laughs> that is actually playable, which I can't play, but I'm going to learn. Um, but it's made out of a cigar box, and it's, I think, the coolest way to recycle one <laughs> that I've seen yet That's... is a ukulele. <laughs> That's so awesome. Uh, so that, thank you, Bruce. I told him I also I, I, I sent him an opus box because I, I had a box. And I was like, here, make it out of this. But I was also like, I really want one out of a number nine box, too. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need one of those. So I'm, I'm going to have to reach out to him and have him make another one because I, I definitely need a, a Liga box uh, ukulele to match. Um, <laughs> I just, I just uh, got to have one. <laughs> I got to get one, too, and then we can have a jam session. I think this is going to be – you got to have the ukulele jam session. Well, you know, it's funny. You mentioned ukulele, and I'm looking at this room that you're in, and I can't – you got a very mm -hmm. tiki theme going on. You have the tiki cup. you got, like, the – the what do you call it? Like, the, the straw on the walls. you got, the, mm -hmm. like, the tiki artwork. Where are you right now? Is this at your house? Or is this, this is my garage. Offices? No, this is my garage. <laughs> so I am – this is, you know, sometimes my – it was my part of my office during quarantine, and – you know what happened to everybody during quarantine we all tried to find a hobby right yeah we found, we found something that we wanted to get into we, we had you know, we were going stir crazy we needed to learn something and through sticks and sips i kind of really started falling into like learning to make cocktails you know i'd watch frank do it every week and i was like all right this is kind of cool and i always had an appreciation of you know tiki and i said you know what i'm gonna build a tea bar and i'm gonna just kind of start learning so i've been learning to make cocktails a little bit you know, some good, some bad. And, you know, learning the ins and outs of it and learning from Frank, it's been a lot of fun. And I think a lot of people, that's what they use quarantine for. They learn to, okay, I want to create, have a new hobby. I want to learn something new. And I just kind of fell in love with it. And now, you know, I, I went kind of ham, but it's okay. It's fun. So that's all right. It looks badass. I have a question. <laughs> What's your um, favorite cocktail of the moment? I've been making... It's called an Aku Aku Gold Cup. It's just, you know, it have, it's lemon, falernum. Uh, you do it with uh, a little bit of white rum, a little bit of dark uh, dark Jamaican rum, and uh, a little bit of sugar. And it actually has that right amount of the sourness and sweetness that it's just, it's delicious. So I've been making those kind of on the regular lately. That's been, that's been one of my go-tos. And then usually I pair that with, I'll do that with like a Herrera, a Norteño, or a Brazilian Maduro. Uh, mostly with the Norteño because I get a little bit of a citrus note in it. Then like around the second, third, which I, you know, not everybody, you know, gets that. Uh, some people just look at me like, what are you, crazy? But I get that and it just kind of pairs really well. And Norteño is one of my, I mean, it's my one of my favorite sticks that we make. Now, I'm not super familiar with sips and sticks, but do you guys have like a... Um like a book or a ebook of all of your pairings <laughs> and drinks? Um, I, I won't go into much yet, but uh, something is coming. Uh, we, oh. we, a little news. I'm breaking some news here, and I'm probably going to get yelled at by other people that are like, oh, you can't tease it yet. No. So we are working on a cocktail book that is actually going to be, it's going to be a printed version and digital that's going to feature all the pairings from our first season. And it came out pretty, you know, we're, we're finishing doing the finishing touches, but it looks amazing. So it's going to be kind of a cool way for everyone to then go and recreate the stuff in the past. And we always post up our graphics every week that has the recipes and the videos on how to make the cocktail. 
so that people can go back and recreate or, you know, pair one with us. So that's always a cool thing. Yeah. Everyone loves cocktails and making them. And I, yeah, I mean, that, that's, you, you, you do. <laughs> hey, it's sometimes all you need, you need rum and pineapple juice. And then there you go. You got something rocking already, you know? <laughs> yeah. You just build rum? off of that. That's your foundation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Joe, earlier in the show, when we first opened, we teased a little bit about something special, uh, something you wanted to talk about, we want to talk about. Uh, we're smoking it. This is a very special cigar, uh, and it's not out yet, uh, but it will be soon. And I'm going to kind of let you I'm gonna let you have the floor on this, and I'm going to let you kind of tell, tell us a little bit about what this is and, and, and what's going on with it. Well, it's a cigar. Oh, yeah, obviously. (laughs) You know, you have kind of a Maduro wrapper, you know, maybe. Um, I'll give you, it's a 6x52, the Toro. Okay. So that's all I'm really going to say about the cigar. I mean, I'll let you guys in a minute. I'm curious to see what you guys think. So as being the first non-Drew Estate people to actually smoke this cigar. So, but what what this is, guys, is we started again, you know, with COVID. We we created something that's called Freestyle Live. That's a, you know, it's usually around every quarter. And that's when we get John, Willie, Pedro, Juan Martinez from uh, La Jolla de Nicaragua. And, we, you know, we highlight our newest swag that, that's coming out. There's the toolkits that you guys mentioned, you know, the Shade for Days, and then, you know, the Herreras now. But then we did something, you know, that's called Freestyle Life Special Edition. Now, that Freestyle Life Special Edition is when we come out and we're now unveiling new products. New, all the new cigars, it can be also new swag, big news, big announcements, like multiple products. And we really want to just create this cool moment of, hey, you're, you're come finding out with us the information. So that was last year we started that. We had our first one in May. And now we're saying, well, wait a minute. What do we want to do next? You know, how do we take this to the next level? And that's why this year we created what we call Freestyle Live Event Packs. We announced it last uh, on the 31st, I think it was last Wednesday, and we sent it out and we said, here's what's going to happen. Starting on or around April 13th at your retailers, you're going to be able to go into your re- local retailer. There's going to be listed. There's going to be about 230, 250 retailers posted up on our website that are going to have these event packs for sale. It's 40 bucks. Now, 40 bucks, you're going to get three of these mystery cigars. You're going to get a Freestyle Live, hold on a second. Travel Humidor. You're going to get Zycar Cutter XI2. You're going to get a lighter, Freestyle Live. It's a good cutter. And you're going to get a badge that's also going to be your sweepstakes ticket. And we're giving away a dirt bike, a Suzuki dirt bike. We're giving away a, a standing humidor. And we're giving away this badass subculture designed, uh, subculture studios bar. That's Drew State branded. It's you know kind of like our bridge design, but in a uh, like it's a four foot wide bar. Like this thing is amazing, all made by hand. And what are we doing this night? So like you know usually we're going to talk about some of our new releases that we just you know that we posted about on social media. We're going to be you know putting out there in press releases all the new news. But this night's special because we're going to reveal what this is. So this is your opportunity to smoke a nationally released brand. This is going to be available. Shortly after the show, the show is May 6th at 7 p.m. You want to be able to get into this. You're going to want to grab your kit, light up the cigar, join us for this night because it's going to be special. And the coolest thing about all this, all that stuff you're going to get, it's 40 bucks. 
this isn't like something we're going to, you know, we're going to gouge anybody on pricing. Like, this is the price of those three cigars. You're going to get all this swag for free. You're going to get the entry in the raffle free. Why? Because we want you to be a part of us that night. We want you to be with us, lighting up, enjoying, really kind of, you know, finding out what this cigar is as you smoke it. And that's a kind of a cool moment. That's going to be something that's like, you're going to remember because you're going to remember when you lit that up and you're going to say, wow, I was there that night when JD or Pedro revealed kind of what it is. And I remember that it's, you know, it's the things that we always learn from our, our barn smokers, our cigar safaris. When you create a memory and like a momentous night for somebody that's going to last with them for a long time. And that's something that, you know, really endears them to Drew Estate, the brand and just has that really fun moment of community with us and all of our Drew Estate fans. So we, we had 2,300 packs made. They're, they're going to be out very soon. And you're going to be able to be literally the, the first people. I mean, you guys are the very first. So you, you got a, two, you know, a week and a half head start. But you're going to be the first people to actually really smoke this with us. And that's kind of a cool thing. So now I'm going to kick it back to you guys. My turn to ask a question. What are you kind of getting? What kind of notes are you getting from this cigar? You know, what are you, what are you tasting? What are, you, uh, what are your thoughts? Right away, I'll tell you. Uh, it starts out <clears throat> It starts out with like a tiramisu. Like the, the lower part of the tiramisu. You get like the, the cream, the lady fingers, the espresso. And it kind of, that little bit of sweetness. But then it finishes off. It goes a little dry and it's like the cocoa on top. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at right now. It starts off a little sweet, and then it kind of goes savory at the end, and it's it draw it, it kind of finishes off, and it gets it, it dries off, and I get like a like a deep rich cocoa on the end. Now, when I first, I smelt it first, and I smelt this really sweet cocoa, so I expected it to be sweeter, and it wasn't. It was more of what he just said, that kind of dry cocoa notes it's mouthy personally it's i don't want to say meaty but it has like a mouth like that mouth feel it's a mouthful it. yeah it's a mouthful which i love mm-hmm. i mean uh, in typical drew estate fashion it's a very smoky cigar so there's a lot of smoke production yeah. um it's it which is good it's one of the things i love about you know like the ligas and the herreras and the undergrounds there's a lot of smoke the, the fsgs they, they create a lot of smoke um i'm enjoying it i like it <laughs> i do like it i'm just trying to like see the thing and i said this kind of before the thing that kind of threw me off so I, was, I was reading a little bit about the description the thing that caught me was um ultra premium cigar and i'm like okay one would think you know okay like <laughs> liga but that th- doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is but that's where your mind goes first <laughs> And then you're kind of smoking it, and you're like, yeah, but there's like so many, there's like several other things that like I could see this kind of being close to as well. So I don't know. It's um, it's good. I'm still, I'm, I'm probably like, I'm probably getting into the second third of it now. My first third is, I'm about through there. And so yeah, so far it's 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 a dry cocoa for me that's really standing out. What I will say is. Um... It's definitely worthy of us going to our local retailer and buying the pack anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I still that. might buy a pack. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely gonna go and, and get them. He says, yeah, I, I would I still do that. <laughs> <I'm> going <laughs> with or without. No, that's 
No, I appreciate it. And that's the cool thing right now. What your guys are playing in this guessing game, this this thought of like, what is this? What could this be? What am I go- notes am I getting? Would I smoke this? You know, do I want to smoke this again? Do I want to smoke more of this? That's the cool thing. This is now you have this moment, you know, for the next month, all month long, you're sitting there like you get to play that guessing game. Save one of those sticks for the night of so you can light up and enjoy it with us. But this is your opportunity to really kind of put your thoughts together, put your guesses on the blend, put your guesses on the notes and and then see at the end of the day, like, holy crap, did I get it right? Does I was was I close? Was I the, the, was I way off? And like, this is not at all what I thought it was going to be. But that's the cool new level of interaction that we're looking for. It's not just, OK, we're going to be sitting there interacting with you. We're going to do some cool giveaways and stuff like that. No, no. Now it's you're experiencing this with us. And that's what's, you know, that's why we wanted to bring it, step our game up, change it up a little bit because we're Drew Estate. We don't, we don't just rest on our laurels. We can have a ton of viewers and, you know, you know, hundreds and thousands of people tuning in and, you know, to a live broadcast. That's one thing. But how do we now make sure that, hey, you're at home and you're doing something with us, not just commenting on the video. Let's actually have you doing something cool. And again, you get together, you're the first in, you get to be the sneak peek, you know, and that's, that's a cool piece of the process. Um, and one thing I did want to mention that I read that you didn't touch upon that I think is actually really cool of Drew Estate is that um, you're also having a sweepstakes for the retailers who are participating. Um, and while there are three top prizes, the grand prize is going to be a mega standing ashtray, three dream seat recliners, and a $5,000 credit for store improvements, which I think is huge. Um, because for those retailers who are participating, you know, if they haven't, you know, been able, you know, during COVID to make any changes or updates, like this is going to really help them improve their shop. So, yeah. And that's, that's the thing we, we want, this isn't just a night for consumers, right? This is us talking to our trade partners. This is a night we want everyone to pack the house because we're unveiling a new brand where, you know, we're celebrating a lot of momentous things this night. So, of course, we're going to do something to reward our trade partners who supported us. You know, they've supported us way prior to COVID. We supported them during COVID and they supported us still. It's, you know, it's been this, it's a communal piece. So it's not just we're focusing ever on the consumer 100% of the time ignoring the trade. No, we want to do something for both and for everybody. And this way, everybody wins. It's a, It makes it a really fun experience for everybody. And that's why things like we do with our barn smokers, cigar sparries. We don't just bring consumers. It's not just a consumer event. Trade comes to. We invite them. They join us there, and it's fun. Yeah, so far I'm having fun with this because I I love this whole guessing game thing when it comes to cigars. Like like Abe did it with or is doing it with his his connoisseur club. And I remember when I first started doing it, it was so interesting because it's like okay, there's five different brands in here. Um. You know, they they each made some and you you smoke through them and you're like, all right, and you're trying to figure out like, who does this taste like? First, you try to figure out like the region. You try to figure out the tobacco. Then you try to hone it in on, all right, well, who makes something like this already? And you try. And I remember doing it. And I remember there was like those three. And I was like, I swear it's the I, one of them mm-hmm. I thought was a Drew Estate. And I was like, this is this is definitely a Drew Estate. Like, I don't know like what where like they would squeeze it into their like line but like this is a drew estate cigar and it was like an alec bradley and i was like what <laughs> and it like threw me off i was like what i'm like no way um so it's definitely fun well and that's one of the cool things about drew estate too is you know look we don't own any farms we buy our tobacco from everywhere 
We don't buy just Nicaraguan tobacco. We're buying, you know, Honduran tobacco. We're buying Dominican tobacco. And we buy a lot of tobacco in the United States. And that allows us to have those different, like we talked that you talked about earlier, you know, different you know, cigars for different people. We make something for everybody because we don't just fit into one specific profile. Not saying that that's a bad thing. You know, vertically integrated companies make tremendous products. And that actually allows them to have really tremendous efficiencies owning the whole process. But it allows us to be different and create these different things from Herrera Esteli to Liga Pravada to Deadwood. And it's very unique. And it allows us to then say, hey, we have something for you. You may not like everything we make, but you know that there's going to be somewhere in our portfolio, there's a cigar that's going to probably be your favorite. Absolutely. Um, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I mean, there's there's different companies who do different things and to each their own and, and whatever works for you maybe is different for someone else, but it, it works, you know? Um, I think that's really well said. I want to quickly, uh, I'm just trying to, I'm keeping an eye on the time here. I do want to hit sports really quick. Uh, I know I kind of talked to you a little bit before the show about some topic. I know, I know you have some things you probably want to say. John's not with us this week, but our sports segment is brought to you by Nova Cigars. Platinum Nova, make Nova big. If you head over to NovaCigar.com, you can save 15% off your order by using our code SMKTAB15. Head over to NovaCigar.com. So, sports. Baseball has started. Um, I think we're... Is it the first full week? I don't think it's quite... About, about a week now uh, since opening day, since baseball has started. Uh, we're from New England. We're from, you know, just outside of Boston. So we have the Red Sox, who went into this season with a very skeptical, like, what's going to happen this year? We didn't go into it being like, this is the year. But, like, we also went into it like, well, hopefully it's just, like, a decent year and there's just some good play. And it started off a little rocky, but the last couple of games, they've done they've actually done pretty good and they've they've had some good baseball um that's been i would say better watchable baseball than last year um i think now that they've kind of had some time to to start working on some of their issues on the field and kind of you know shape the team into where they want to be for the future uh just a little bit i've seen i'm hoping it's still a, a decent baseball watching year for them um joe i uh i, I know you you asked about baseball so who, who's what's your team I'm a Phillies fan. I, you know, born and raised in Philly, so grew up, went to the vet. You know, the the insanity that was the vet back in the day, mm-hmm. and you know, Phillies they're starting off hot. We swept the Braves. That was kind of crazy. You know, we took two uh, two out of three, or no, we took the we beat the Mets and we won again today. And, our, and the big thing is our bullpen hasn't completely collapsed. You know, like last yeah. year, that was the hard. It was the worst season to ever watch because every game you're sitting there, it's like, oh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're up. It's, you know, it's two nothing. It's in the sixth inning. And then it's just you're just waiting for the collapse. It was inevitable at that point. It was hard. It was traumatic. But this year, the bullpen's doing well. Our, our starting pitching is on fire. You know, the, the bats are there. So I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I don't know if we're going to take, you know, I'm not saying World Series yet, but I, I'm feeling confident right now. Let me ask you a question, because I, I, I don't know many Phillies fans um, to ask this question to. But what is what? I mean, maybe it's different now because he's on your team. But what was your thought on Bryce Harper when you first came to Philly? Like, were you happy that you had him or were you like, uh, this could be a pain in the ass? No, I was I was 100 percent happy that we got him. <laughs> Look, that, that, when you have 
I'll say this. Through, you know, we went through 2011. You know, you had Roy Holiday, uh, Cliff Lee, you know, and you're sitting there. You have some of the, you have, you know, you have some amazing pitching and some of the best pitching that I've ever seen on the staff. But the bats just weren't there. And they, you know, you had, you lived and died by your pitching and you're sitting there. It's like, if you don't have the bats, man, you just, you're not going to, you're not going to win. We ended up not getting, you know, knocked down the divisional round because we just couldn't get a hit. And now yeah. you have Bryce, you have Real Muto, who's freaking, you know, I'm so happy that we re-signed him. That was, that was a big one because he's the best catcher in baseball. And yeah. I mean, you, you know, you got you know, Gregorius, you got, you know, Bohm just knocking it out. Like when you have someone like Bryce Harper and he can just light it up and he gets the team, he rallies the team around it. And you're just, it's a great feeling to have. So, and on top of that, the contract looks great a year, you know, a couple years later. I'll say this, you know, when you, you know, you're like, oh, 300 million. Oh my God, it's so much money. And then you start seeing what the, the Mets paid Linder and everybody else. It's like, oh, wow, this actually looks relatively cheap as a bargain. And, you know, and I'm perfectly okay with that. So I think we're now starting to see the dividends of having a guy like Bryce Harper on the team. So it's exciting. I, rem- I remember his free agency like it was yesterday. And I just remember going through the off season, um, you know, uh, so my so my my quick thing is, in case you don't know, so uh, I, I grew up at Fenway Park. My my dad has has worked there since 1999. Um, I had the privilege to to spend some years with him as well. We're we're kind of in the same business. Um, I'm not there right now, but uh, at the time I, I was with my dad, and I was every day going to Fenway Park. Um, you know, to work during the day. And so, you know, baseball was always kind of, you know, up. It was the conversation. It's always been something for me. So, you know, we, and during the day we talk about it, you know, cause you know, we, we see stuff on the inside or whatever. Uh, but you know, we follow the league too. And I remember when his free agency happened, me, I mean, my dad were sitting there talking about it. And I'm like, all right, so Bryce Harper's like the guy in free agency this year. And the Chato was out there, but Manny Machado is also one of those players that a lot of people have a problem with. Uh, I'm not a fan of him at all. Um, I, I, I definitely like Bryce like a lot more than the Manny Machado. Uh, and I think Bryce is a great player and he's definitely, he can be hot headed, but he's a good player. Um, but he, I remember watching him like, all right, this is going to be interesting. Cause it's like, you know, where's he going to go? What's he going to get? I, I knew he was asking a lot. And, you know, I, I think the Red Sox tried to talk to him, you know, the Yankees tried to talk to him. all the people with all the money tried to talk to him. And, you know, Phillies, you know, for sure. I, you know, were in there and I think Phillies talked to, to Manny as well. But I remember that one being like, he didn't get signed until late. The th- it was it, it, was, it like, was late. Right, it was like right at spring training. Yeah, it was. I was. I remember just sitting there going like, "What? The f-? Like, is anyone gonna pick him? Like, this is. I mean, he's this is a hot ticket." And I remember waiting, like waiting. And Machado was like right there too. And I think if I remember correctly, it was like Harper got signed, and within like 48 hours, that's when the Padres grabbed Machado. And I think because they were kind of like the two and it was like, all right, well, like, what are you going to get? And like, what is he going to get? And like, I think Harper signed that deal and it was like, all right, there's my benchmark. This is what I'm getting. And then the Padres grabbed him. And as much as the Padres gave him the 300 million that he wanted, um, I mean, I don't really follow the Padres and I really, I didn't follow any of, if you want to call that a baseball season last year, (laughs) I really didn't follow it. Because for me, I was already just like, by the time they started their 60-game season and everything, I was already so turned off. I was like, ah, I just, I, you know, I can't even do it. Uh, so I gave up on last year uh, as a whole. But I, I've definitely heard more out of Bryce Harper than I heard from Manny Machado. So it sounds to me like the Phillies have kind of gotten their money's worth so far out of Harper. And um, 
you well, know, I mean, at the day, let's see what, you know, you know, we signed him, we, you know, he's a great player, but we want postseason out of it. You know, we want, right. We want, we want to get to the postseason. And now I, I'm feeling confident that, you know, where it wasn't before around the team that's being built where, you know, Milton's not afraid to spend the money. He showed that this off season was re-signing Didi and, uh, and real Mudo made some, you know, smart decisions. And now we're just getting there and now is, let's get the team ready and rocking. And I think we can make a run at it. You know, it, we'll see. I'm sure the Braves are going to rebound. I'm not, you know, I don't think that, I don't see them collapsing. They have too much talent. So, but I think we're going to give them a run for their money, and let's see what let's see what we can do. I, I I'm feeling excited. I feel like you know if the team holds up as well as they're doing now, we can take anybody. So, All right. So let's let's switch gears really quickly. Are you an Eagles fan? I would assume so. You football guys? Yes. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'm sorry about the first one, but you're welcome for the for the second one. Glad you guys got one. <laughs> I mean, we still got six. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then we, we we let Tom go to Tampa Bay and share the wealth. But, uh, but no, I mean, it, you know, to be honest with you, that last Super Bowl, I mean, we, we should have beat you guys. You get a backup quarterback starting that game. You know, we we sat Malcolm Butler, which I, I still don't know. I don't I don't know what that stupidity was all about. Um, that that shouldn't have happened. He <laughs> should have been in that game. Um, you know, that, that should have been our game, but you know, you guys got it, you know, whatever I'm over it now, you know, you know, congrats for you guys. And you know, I'm glad you, you guys have a Super Bowl win, but <laughs> you know, I, hear, I hear it in your, I hear it in your voice. You're not over it. It's okay. <laughs> the Philly special is going to be ingrained in your memory for the rest of your, your life. It's fine. And that strip sack, you know, just, I, it's, it's crazy how much that brought to Philadelphia. Like, I don't know if you watched the parade and if you or any of the coverage about after. it. <laughs> I invite you to go back and watch just Jason Kelsey's speech where he's dressed up as a mummer and he's sitting there and just giving the most epic speech of all time. That is Philly. We are the underdog. We, nobody ever likes us. No, we, we don't care. We're just this completely we're assholes we're you know like people say oh people from new england are assholes no 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 it's a different story but it's but we're like we're caring assholes we care about our sports we care about our town it's like we always have that chip on our block and we still do even if you want a super bowl we still feel that way and it's just one of those cool things to see i mean look we never won a super bowl before and well we didn't burn the city down that time i mean just a little bit but that's just I mean, I, I was part of the after we won the World Series in '08. I was interesting. I was in college at the time, and you know, going down Broad Street, celebrating slash watching some things set, get set on fire, fireworks being shot out of the buildings, and everything else. It was a unique experience. But it, yeah, it it's, yeah. it's Philly. That's just Philly, man. And it's the it is a sports town. We are diehard fans. We hate everything about our teams half the time. And we complain more vocally than anyone else about anything, even if it's going good. We'll find something to complain about, but it's because we truly, truly care about our teams. Yeah, I, you know, I, I get it. I understand the passion, you know. And at least you guys have the passion, you know. There's, there's other, there's other cities that they, they don't have the passion. Uh, I mean, look at the Chicago Bears. They, they, they signed Andy Dalton. That even their own fan base is like, really? Come on. Really? We have a couple of Chicago fans, you know, on who's a uh, you know our senior brand manager and our CEO Glenn Wolfson, both from Chicago, both Bears fans, and they're just sitting there like, what? 
what are we doing? Like, what? <laughs> like, when you what sign Andy Dalton, it's just like we might win a couple games. I guess he was he was available. I mean, there's just so many other options that you just had, but eh, it's just resigning yourself to mediocrity. But it's okay. Hey, yeah. You know, the way I view the Andy Dalton signing is like, you know, when you got like a little league team and like one kid like can't come out to play that day and you're short a guy. So you're like, I mean, like my sister can like play the outfield, you know, like, yeah, I mean, it fills the roster, but like anything hit the left field is going to suck. So, oh, I mean, we can play though. <laughs> it's the Andy Dalton uh, line. You've signed the bare minimum of uh, what would be count as a starting quarterback before you need another one. So it's okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm watching our time. We're running out of time. Uh, we're going to wrap the show up soon. But before we go, I do want to say thank you for coming on with us. We really appreciate you taking the time to, to join us. Um, you know, we, we appreciate, you know, being the, the first special few to smoke this interesting, mysterious cigar. Uh, I like it so far. I'll tell you, I'm just about halfway. I like this cigar a lot. I enjoy it. I definitely... I would definitely buy this cigar, um, and I still and I don't even know what it is, uh, but it, it is good. And uh, like I said, I, I still think we might even buy one of the packs too because I'm I'm not I'm not done having fun with these yet, uh, and I look forward to seeing you know what it is. Um, but Joe, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, before we go, I want to throw it to you. The floor is yours. Anything you want to say? Any announcements you want to make? Anything else? It's up to you. Uh- I mean, guys, thank you, first of all, for having me on. It's, it's a pleasure. You know, usually we, we, you know, we got the Willies and the Pedros out there, but I always enjoy a chance to talk with my friends in cigar media, and you guys are doing a tremendous job. And, you know, as a, all I want to say extra is make sure you guys, hey, you know, tune in to make sure you follow Drew Estate. You're going to find out soon where you can buy these packs. The Freestyle Live packs are going to be on sale starting the 13th. Freestyle Live Special Edition is May 6th, 7 p.m. on Facebook, Drew Estate Cigar. And then, if, you know, in the meantime, Tune in to Sticks and Sips. You know, check it out. It's it's a great show. It's you know we have a lot of fun and we have a lot of announcements coming your way. So there's some exciting stuff coming in the world of Drew Estate. So we really want to you know just thank everybody, thank all of their support and the you know customers, the you know our retailers, everybody. We love you guys. Uh, yeah, and also don't forget to check out the Drew Diplomat app. I'm on the Drew Diplomat app. If you don't have it, you should download it and check it out today. Um, you know, log your cigars, use your points, bid on some cool stuff in the redemption center um it, it's definitely a lot of fun especially if you smoke a lot of drew estate you might as well might as well cash in on all those cigars and we have some big stuff coming for drew diplomat pretty soon as well so that's another little teaser i know coop's gonna love that you know he loves teasers but you got <laughs> you gotta you gotta say we got we got some big news in drew diplomat coming soon so keep your eyes peeled guys so can i can i just take a stab and say uh, we, who we possibly see like a, a drew diplomat app revamp coming Maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll say, yes, we have a completely revamped Drew Diplomat app coming very soon. It's going to be available. You're going to be able to use it on any device, including your desktop. You're going to be able to log your cigars. We're going to have some new features on there. All your favorite Drew Estate products are going to be on there. And you got some cool stuff coming in, you know, that you can redeem your points for that you haven't even seen yet. So we got some really cool stuff coming soon. I'm really excited. Sorry, I didn't mean to dig it out of you, but I am a, yeah, I am a Diplomat good. user. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Hey, I, I love all of our users, but what we want to do is now look. It's you know with Apple and Google, and you know you got terms of service issues. We got to move and we got to innovate. So it's time to get to the next level. And I think you guys are going to see something really cool, and it's going to be exciting because Drew Diplomat is where it's going to be. We got a lot of fun stuff coming for that. 
Well, we're really excited for that. Nicole, is there anything that you wanted to announce for us this week? Uh, yes. So this week, um, we actually launched our raffle tickets for our one-year anniversary fundraiser. So um, for those of you who have bought swag from our swag store um, for the past, um, I don't know, month? Month, I think we've been doing it's it. It's been about a month since we opened it up. Um, yeah. Anyone who purchased um, swag from our swag store, um, 100% of those profits um, have gone to benefit uh, the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. Um, and now we're in phase two. So that while that is still happening, we are now selling um, $5 raffle tickets. And right now we're up to 14 um, great prizes. And 100% of the raffle ticket cost will go to charity as well. Um, but for those of you who did purchase swag or are going to go that route with it, uh, for every $5 you spend, you also get a raffle ticket. Um, so right now we're over 250 raffle tickets um, sold. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we have, um, you know, in, in total. But there's some great opportunities to win, and it's going to a great cause. And we are going to announce the winners um, on our one-year anniversary podcast episode at the end of this month. Yeah, we're very we're we're very excited, uh, and and I just want to I want to make a quick thank you to everyone who not only has contributed, donated, you know, purchased items or purchased raffle tickets. Um, I also want to thank the manufacturers who did donate, you know, some cigars and some swag um, to raffle off. Uh, you didn't have to do that, you know. We we really appreciate that, and we you know we you know as much as you know people love the free stuff, you know people, um, you know we we love to raise money. Uh, for this charity so um you know and, and, and it all helps in the end it all helps in, in some way so thank you for that you know it, it makes it more fun but it also helps us um you know you know raise as much as we can um for this for this charity and we're really excited to be a part of it uh, you know I've, I've spoken with you know the fuente family members you know i know they're very very excited that we're doing this for uh cigar family charitable foundation so guys just thank you thank you thank you uh, it is up on smokingtobacco.com in the store. All the items, like Nicole said, everything you buy, you get a raffle ticket, and all the money goes towards the charity, um, as well as the raffle tickets are on there as well. So go, go over there and check that out, guys. It goes it's for a great cause. It has nothing to do with us. We're we're just we're just running the fundraiser. Um, we have some cool stuff on there, but it's it's all about helping the kids. So thank you very much for everyone who has you know contributed. You know on both ends of it. So I think that's really all I have. Um, Matt, let me ask you a quick question. When's the raffle? So we'll pull it at the end. So, so Wednesday the 29th. Yes. Okay. Wednesday the 29th. So how about this? I want to throw in something. I, I, I have to go to the office and check it out, but let me, uh, let me throw in a unique piece from subculture studios. I want to throw in something for the raffle for you guys. It'll be hand painted something, you know, cool from us. You know, look, it's, it is a great cause. They, you know, the, the Fuente Charitable Foundation is fantastic. Let's throw something in here, and we'll get to, you know we get something cool for you guys to raffle off to you guys. And it's a great thing you guys are doing. Wow, thank you very much, Joe. That's 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 yeah. very kind. That's very generous. That's that's really awesome. Yeah, and and so you've heard it you you've heard it here first, right from Joe. Uh, there's another item that'll be part of the raffle, and when we have more details on it. You know, we'll we'll announce that too. Um, that's, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Joe. No, no problem. Thank you guys for doing such a great thing. So really appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, I, I've always said since day one, you know, when I started this, you know, I, at some point, if I could, if I could do something charity related and give back to people, I wanted to, uh, to use my platform for good too. So, 
to help people other than just myself. So we're just really excited to be doing this just in general, regardless of, of the occasion or why it's just, it's exciting to, to run a fundraiser and to help other people. So it's, uh, like I said, it's just, it's very, it's personal for me too. It's, it's very exciting to, to, you know, to do this. So, so thank you. Um, but guys, that, that is going to be our show for the week. Uh, same time, same place next week. I believe John will be back with us next week. So if you missed Carney and Carneynomics and all the other stuff, I'm trying to entice him to do another sober beer. It's been a while since he's done soap. So, uh, maybe I can squeeze one out of him next week. Um, but other than that, and, Nicole, um, and, uh, next week we have Sean Williams from Cohiba on the show. Yes, we yes. do. Cohiba fans, rejoice. We have a show just for you next week, so stay tuned. Guys, we will see you next week. Take care.